welcome to our podcast F1 to the Max, which talks about the current F1 2021 season. We shall delve into each Grand Prix from park forming to racetrack. So join us for all the thrills and spills of the race weekend. Round 12 takes us to the Belgian GP Spa Francorchamps, a very fast track in the Ardennes forest with the great kennel straight as well as undulating turns and corners. From your Orouge to your Radion, which creates the most exciting races. I was glad that we were back to Spa Francorchamps because it's one of my favorite tracks as well. So starting on from P1, that is practice one, we saw Alonso and Perez being confirmed for 2022, which takes which takes us to a interesting dynamic which would happen in 2022, where Perez would be a rear gunner for Max Verstappen, and Alonso would provide a good development cycle for the Alpine team. The new engines for Max and Perez were on display as well for this current track, as they they had to as they were pretty damaged because of the Hungarian GP. Hence, Red Bull was on a very tight rope. The entire entire weekend had a high probability of rain. It was close to like ninety percent of rain, which was going to happen. So people had a big time, like you know, balancing between the high downforce and the low downforce settings. Generally, Spa is supposed to be a very a low downforce setting track because of the speed and the straights that were there. Max Verstappen, Bottas, Valtteri Bottas, and Gasly's pace was brilliant. They they qualified first, second, third, respect respectively in practice one, and that was pretty inter- interesting to see. Then we come into practice two. In practice two, the rain falls down, and finally we get a interesting uh, wet session where the intermediates were out. However, the track dried up quite quickly. So long run pace of the Mercs and Red Bull behind them were quite good, which basically meant that Mercs were one and two, and Red Bull came third and fourth. So normal routine was resumed, but nonetheless, there was something important to uh, important as well that happened in that. Number one was Ocon spinning. Hungarian GP winner Ocon spinning, obviously to get to grips with the track. Obviously, there are variable changing uh, changing conditions. Turn five was a place which was just renewed in the way that they had gravel set up over there. So as a result of which Leclerc was unable to. Judge it very, uh, judge it very well. So he was always skirting with the boundary quite a lot, but finally the 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 turn got the better of him and he crashed out, which brought up the red flag for the first time in the session. And then towards the end of the session, Max crashed. Max crashed. Oh God! Like Red Bull just needed like the bad luck, the monkey off their back, basically to stop and just get a clean weekend in. So that put Max on the back foot because the entire uh, the entire Rear suspension had to be cleared up. The rear suspension had to be remade, reforged, etc., etc. But those Red Bull mechanics are something which we'll get to in the race as well. Then we have P3 where Max and Perez showed very good pace. So in P2, Max was Max Verstappen was basically on a high downforce strategy. The entire aerodynamics was set up for high downforce. So the car was not responding very well to him. So he went into a low downforce setting, that gave him the necessary edge to qualify P1 in that. Perez also showed good pace with that as well as so he was able to come to P2, uh, and at this time the Mercedes were chasing ch- chasing the Red Bulls at this point of time. Norris was pretty much up there as well because he qualified third for P3, and that shows his consistency. Why he is P three in the drivers' championship as well? Russell and Williams again 
showed that they could not be counted out. They were punching way above their weight. And obviously, you know, getting that monkey off their shoulder, the ducks in a row of breaking that duck and getting those so many points in Hungary has actually helped them gain confidence, you know. That was, that was something very interesting to see about uh, Williams. And that was pretty much normal routine stuff for P3. P3 was mostly about qualifying runs to set them up for, uh, for qualification. So now we come to Quali. Well, Quali was heavy rain. Heavy rain, is that's going to be probably the most standard, uh, standard thing that I'm going to be saying throughout this entire podcast. Because heavy rain really threw a spanner into the works. Alpha Tauri and their woes continued. Track evolution from wet to intermediate obviously made a, caught out a lot of people. And the Williams looked very pacey. Norris adapted as well, which pushed him really high up, high up the order. And this got to the end of Q1. As I said, since the Williams were looking very pacey, we came into Q2 and Mr. Saturday, George Russell, was doing his thing. Meanwhile, the Mercs were struggling and Ocon managed to just sneak into Q3 with the Ferraris out because they got caught out with the track evolution. They couldn't meet up. They couldn't, they couldn't get their cars out in time to set the fast lap, which was very depressing in the radios by Leclerc and Carlos Sainz because they really thought that they had the pace for this, for this weekend as well. Q3, the rain intensified. Qualification 3, the rain intensified to such a level that the full vets had to come on. Norris said that, let me go. And the brave man that he is, he ventured on and had a very dangerous crash at Orouge and Redion. As a result of which, it, cre- it created the red, red flag to come out. Vettel was right behind him, complaining on the radio, to telling, telling the FIA and the race director to please stop the race. Because it was very dangerous conditions. The cars were aquaplaning. Although these tires, the wet tires that they had, can funnel out almost close to 80 liters water per second, they were unable to do that. That was the amount of rain that was there on the track. And also, the layout of the track is such that water collects in puddles in some part of the track. We need to go back a few months where there was a major flooding incident which happened in the entire of Belgium which caused a lot of damage to the track as well. So the track is resurfaced as well. As a result of which, this track that is Orouge and Radion had a little bump in its surface. With the rain coming down, it becomes difficult to judge that. So the car was totaled. The McLaren of Lando Norris was totaled. And that was a very dangerous crash because it got I got reminded of Antoine Hubert who lost his life in this, in this, on the same corner and it was almost similar to that kind of way. Luckily, he was not T-boned by anyone, but it, it was a scary crash. Uh, Vettel literally had to dro- drive close and had to check on Norris to see whether he was moving in the car. Luckily, everything was fine, probably just a little bit of battered and he was taken to the hospital for normal routine medical checkups, check which obviously was a great sigh of relief for the entire uh, entire grid and his entire team as well. Now we come towards the end. While this was a downer that was going on on the side, we come to the end of where Mr. Saturday was still hitting and putting up uh, against himself. You need to watch the you need to watch the qualifying. It is there on all the YouTube channels. Please watch the qualifying. Russell's qualifying is a masterclass in using the rain to your advantage. He was all he out qualified Lewis Hamilton for P two, which set him up really nicely for the race, and. 
Max Verstappen, obviously a rainmeister, did great, qualified P1 for the start of the race. Now we come to the most downer part of this entire podcast, which is the race. Uh, I thought the race would be great because it's a wet, wet conditions in, in Spa Francochamps, always fun to watch. There's a lot of drama, there's a lot of thrills and spills. But the rain, rather than aiding the competition from happening, actually created more havoc. Perez crashed out before he could get to the grid itself, which prompted him to... He had qualified P7, which was good, so he could be a rear gunner for Max Verstappen. But he was unable to... He was unable to take part also in the race, in the beginning as of now. After that, they, they retired the car. Lando, on the other hand, after his shunt, and had to replace his car. Luckily, only the gearbox had failed. So he had he had a five-place five grid penalty as well. And then we were all set to go for the race. But the rain didn't stop. The rain continued. The rain intensified. So we were waiting for three hours for the rain to give break. Did not happen. So meanwhile, this was going on. We were two hours into just people waiting and trying to figure out what the hell was going on, whether the race has started, whether to start the race. Red Bull tried to do something sneaky and cheeky, and they said that since the race hasn't started, we could repair we could repair Sergio Perez's car. It's a three-hour repair job for the suspension that he had damaged, which the Red Bull team managed to do in one hour. While they were doing this, their sporting director, Jonathan Wheatley, was playing it smart and said that since the race hasn't started, he could still take part. Michael Massey, the race director, went back to the stewards and confirmed the same. That was interesting to see Red Bull being cheeky. Obviously, that put a little downer to Mercedes because they came on the radio and they were like really fried with this entire situation and they really wanted the race to start and how could Sergio join the race after being crashed out. But the race still did not start. I must say at this point of time, the FIA and Michael Massey, the race director, did very good job in trying to get the race started because obviously the fans were braving the strong weather. The Heineken was flowing all over the place and they were really trying to keep their spirits up. The drivers were also keeping themselves busy. You could see like Mick Schumacher and Sebastian Vettel playing a little game of football in the pits as well as Daniel Ricciardo coming on and coming onto the TV channels to keep the morale high. So he was he, he's quite a fun character. So he keeps it very light and keeps it very happy as well. Meanwhile, some of the drivers were still in the car. And at that point of time, the radio banter was quite funny as well. Lewis Hamilton visited the facilities to find that somebody had already visited before him. So there was a massive turd, basically, in his restroom. And... <laughs> The radio conversation was funny. Like, you know, it had really stunk up the place with Lewis Hamilton made very clear on the radio. Meanwhile, this was going on. All this banter, all this fun, trying to keep themselves trying to keep themselves happy and motivated and like, you know, getting, getting themselves psyched up for the race. Michael Massey and the FIA were still trying to get the race started. So they did engage it finally when the, ra- when the rain slightly dipped. They did two safety car laps and everybody came into the ra- came into the pits and it was the race was stopped again that was the end of the race everybody realized that so this gives the grid order in a very different kind of way 
we had Max Verstappen at P1. We had George Russell from Williams, Mr. Saturday, converted to a Mr. Sunday now. And he finished P2. Lewis Hamilton finished P3. It was great to see George Russell, who has inklings and rumors of probably going to Mercedes for Valtteri Bottas' seat, to finish P2. Lewis Hamilton was a little bit of a, a little bit of a pissy mood after this entire thing because he said that the fans obviously got robbed. I beg to differ. The fans were robbed, but the race conditions were such a difficult, uh, very difficult for it to actually conduct a race as well. Albeit, I must say that whatever the FIA and the race director Michael Massey, he did a great job for this entire weekend as well. You know, trying to do whatever he could to see a break in the weather to try to get the race underway. So anyway, half points were avoided and this obviously brought Max Verstappen closer to uh, Lewis Hamilton by three points. And that is amazing to see. So next, we go into Zandervoort. That is Max Verstappen's home race. The Dutch Brigade will be out in full force. It's a new track. They say there are not many overtaking places, but these F1 drivers are quite cheeky. They might find something. Since we are coming there for the first time as well, the race should be quite interesting. It is quite a technical track, too many twists and turns. Probably the last turn banking and the straight would be the best place for it to do this entire overtaking maneuver. So I hope to see a better race in Zandervoort because that weekend was pretty much of a downer. But F1 always changes from weekend to weekend. So catch you guys in the next episode of F1 to the Max, our podcast for the F1 2021 season. See you guys.